Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist. Here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of Luxury Listing Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You are in the right, listening to the right podcast if you're looking to work smarter, not harder. Whether you're a beginning agent or you're a rock star top producing agent and you're just looking for ways to differentiate yourself and bring more value to your marketplace, you are in the right place. As always, if you have some success stories, please share them with us. You can send me an email to michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. Each podcast, our goal is to bring you golden nuggets, content, information, whether it be information in nature, whether it be a rock star agent sharing best practices, or whether it be, you know, an influential, you know, service provider or somebody that oversees a luxury division that has their finger on a larger pulse. And that's what we have today. Today, I'm so excited to have Leslie Akers, who's the president, she's the president of KW Luxury International. She is uh, doing some amazing things over there, and uh, her and I talked a little bit before we started recording, so I'm really excited. Uh, welcome to uh, today's podcast, Leslie. Oh, thank you, Michael. I really appreciate the opportunity to visit with you and all of your listeners. Well, again, um, we, we appreciate you. We know time is the most important thing that you have, as well as our listeners. And and uh, our goal for every one of our shows is, as I mentioned, to give great content. Um, again, you can always listen to previous episodes. Those of you that are tuning in for the first time, we're on iTunes, we're on Stitcher, or you can go to luxurylistingpodcast.com. So, Leslie, if you wouldn't mind, kind of maybe give a little background of your story. And I know you've been... Uh, you know, now the, the president of KW Luxury International for about a year now. And if you wouldn't mind kind of sharing a little bit of, of your story, and um, then we'll kind of get into things. Sure, Michael. Thank you for that. Well, you know, I've been an agent for a long time. <laughs> so I've sold real estate for about 20 years. Um, okay. And I, I do have a team with Kevin Williams. Uh, it's the Acres Logan team. They're in Southlake, Texas, in the Dallas And in 2008, um, John Davis, who is the CEO of Keller Williams, actually hired me to be the team leader for Keller Williams Southlake. And I had okay. the great fortune of working with an amazing staff team and wonderful agents and, and growing that market center from about 300 up to almost 700 agents and uh, was their team leader there for nine years. And uh, also, you know, I'm proud to say that that office has been one of the top producing Keller Williams offices 
uh, in the whole company. Uh, we consistently over two billion in sales, and we were all about production and great service. And we have a very active luxury division in that office as well. So um, that's more of my background coming into this role. Was that from being a mega agent, running a mega agent team? having an expansion mega agency and with a focus on luxury as well as being team leader and um, now president of luxury, I, I have the opportunity to bring those lessons in the field and um, kind of have a, a bigger, broader view for our luxury agents overall. Well, yeah, you, you definitely bring the background, which uh, from a different, a couple different angles, which is always nice. Um, you know, some companies bring in, you know, these these experts that haven't been in the trenches and they can't relate to agents. They haven't had to overcome objections themselves or deal with the general public. So uh, I'm sure uh, it's been a, a you know a smooth transition for you and. I'm sure agents love the fact that, you know, somebody is leading the, the luxury, you know, KW Luxury International that, um, you know, talks the talk, so to speak. Right, and, and walk the walk. So for our leadership as well to be able to help them understand how to work even more effectively and efficiently with their luxury agents, you know, because quite frankly, Michael, it's all about our agents' businesses. It's about learning the business to have the last year wanting to live. The best way to support them is what we want to do and and make sure we're always bringing value to them. Well, yeah, walking the walk is the most important thing. So you're you're absolutely right. Uh, Having the right terminology, being able to understand, communicate, articulate, but, uh, you know, deliverables is is, is huge. You bet. um, you know, you, you see, I mean, tell me a little bit, and, and I'm going to hit you with some statistics so you can speak sure. in generalities, but, but tell me a little bit about, um, you, know, you know, number of agents or, or uh, regions that you, you know, you, you, I mean, you don't oversee, so to speak, but you have a finger on a lot of different markets, and that's why I thought you'd be a great fit for, for this podcast because, you know, luxury, we talked offline, but luxury is relative. Everybody defines luxury differently. You know, 5 million in Austin is different than 5 million in Beverly Hills. So many times agents think, you know, luxury is the McMansions, but that isn't the case. So again, with our luxury listing specials, you know, show and our certification, and we always talk about luxury is it's all relative to the given marketplace. We define luxury as three times whatever the average sale price is for that given market. And so, you know, based on that kind of definition, so we're not calling it a million and above across the board, but just the upper end market for the the markets that you serve. I know you're, as we're talking to you now, you're, you're traveling and you're going to these different marketplaces. Kind of what, what are you seeing out there as, as we're going into second quarter of, of 2018? Are, are you seeing, uh, you know, luxury homes, you know, trending upward? In other words, you know, market time is, is decreasing, you know, better offers, more homes selling, or are you seeing a stalemate or are you seeing a dec- decline? It's, it's cooling down. What are you seeing trending as we go into second quarter in 2018 overall, specifically in, in the luxury space? Well, and, that's, and that is a great, great question. So I love it. 
thank you for that question. <laughs> it's a lot so, to answer, I know. But it's fantastic, and, and that is what the agent should be wondering, right? And so when you think about that, what I would say is with us, with Keller Williams Luxury International, what we look for is we say in order to qualify to be a member, you need to have had two sales in the top 5% of your local market where you sell. Okay, and or five hundred thousand, whichever is greater. Well, we know okay. in most of California that is not going to the five hundred thousand is not going to come into play. And right. in other parts of the country, it is. And so, what I like to encourage agents to think about in terms of luxury real estate, it's it really is market specific. Mm-hmm. But you do have to have a threshold and a number to work from. Sure. But at the end of the day, there are markets where 500000 is every bit as, as luxury as a million dollars somewhere else. And so that client will still be treated with the same luxury expertise, the same exceptional service, still paying attention to the details, all those things that make the luxury experience so different. So... From the experience piece, it's the same no matter what the luxury basis point is in your market, okay? All those expectations are the same. But when you look at the actual market itself, some of the trends I'm seeing, and you're right, I'm traveling quite a bit. Um, this week, I'm on the West Coast, uh, okay. and more in the Southern California region, or the higher desert, Palm um, Springs area. And, uh, you know, California is very different as you move up and down the coastline, too. You, you see the luxury market change significantly. Um, lot sizes, views, the things that actually tick up the market value. But sure. here's one constant I have seen across the whole country is that the, the good old adage of location, location, location. Huh. Yep. That is probably the biggest truth in luxury real estate. Yep. Location, location, location. And that location now depends on different things. It's view. It's proximity. And then you say proximity to what? Well, to the most valuable assets of the area that you're in. Right. So it might be the high-rise living in a more metropolitan area because of the conveniences and the ease of moving around and the time it takes to get to the different places. So now proximity becomes the biggest factor in location, location, location. And you're Mm -hmm. going to pay more Mm -hmm. for it. Yep. Right? And so I think you have those drivers in every market. So then when you break down those markets and you look, I, I don't like to bracket things typically because I think every market is different. But I think the things that I am seeing in, in generalities is I'm seeing that homes are staying on the market in the luxury basis point, uh, higher days on market. Mm-hmm. So that is a trend that we're seeing. I think we're seeing less dabbling in certain price ranges. So I do believe the sellers are being educated on what really is the market value in that area. Mm-hmm. 
and they're being priced either right at market or slightly above based on location, based on more things that are upgraded, based on some of the things that are way above average, but still being priced according. I saw like a couple of years ago, you were seeing a lot of pricing based on just supply and demand, and they go, well, if they want it, they're going to pay for it. Right, right. And I think some of that has softened, and that's evidenced by longer days on market. I've seen in the over $2 million market more significant price adjustments down. That again All right, so, is- so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to stop you right there just to kind of recap so far because, again, I do appreciate your time. You're, you're in Southern sure. California. Th- those listeners, she's, she's making a call outside the office in bad cell phone areas just to, to bring value. So I'm I so am grateful for your, your insight. So you're seeing just to kind of – I want to make sure I'm recapping the, for the audience properly. So you're seeing overall a little bit of some softening days on the market increase. Increasing, uh, and substantially, you're seeing a, a, a more price adjustments for that two million dollar plus property. That's kind of where you're, you're seeing even further where it, it, it's even more perhaps a, a, what we call a buyer's market. That two million dollar plus, that's even more a substantial hurdle for sellers. Is that fair to say what you're seeing so far this year? In in certain markets, like for instance, certainly on the west coast, okay, because that's still on the lower end of most of the major luxury markets. But actually, let me use Texas for an example in the Dallas Fort Worth area. Yeah, yeah. Give give the Dallas Fort Worth area. Many people can relate. The Dallas Fort Worth market is like a, an Atlanta or a Chicago. So we're not talking, you know, the the San Diego, the Beverly Hills, you know, the the real total upscale. But but yeah. So tell me what you're seeing there, and and um and we're kind of losing you a little bit in and out. Just an FYI. Oh, thank you. Yeah, keep me posted no on that. Um, yeah. Well, what you're seeing are different pockets of price points that are sitting longer. And I think in everyone's market, you'll have those areas that are very specific to you. Um, I can think of an area in the South Lake uh, market where even just a trigger point, you know, where, uh, say, the 800,000 for some reason are more sluggish than the 9 to a 1.1. Mm-hmm. So being aware of those things when you're pricing and being able to explain that to the seller is very, very important right now because we are seeing some differences. And most of that's going to come back to specific things like um, age of the home, condition of the home, again, the location of the home. We're seeing some price brackets like that are that are kind of interestingly sluggish. But in, in generalities, again, Yes, we're seeing, you know, more of the market time when you get over the two million to that two to three in that range is staying on the market longer, some price decreases, adjustments down. Maybe they were gonna see what they could get. But quite frankly, when you get over the three million market, those are still moving and many times they're more about cash. And we're seeing more new builds in the over two and a half to three million as well. 
Hey there, it's Michael Lafito. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. If you are interested in signing up for our luxury listing specialist certification, or if you want additional information on how you can dominate selling higher end homes in your marketplace, make sure you go to luxurylistingspecialist.com. You know, that's interesting because that's what I'm seeing as well. I was just recently down in Nashville and I'm going to be doing some trainings, you know, in that area again. And we're seeing that $2 million for the Chicago market is slower for resale. However, you know, you're seeing new construction, custom builds, if you will. People with that kind of money would rather, you know, build versus buy existing unless they can get a great deal. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly right. And that price point, you get over that $2 million, $3 million price point, they can pretty much build whatever they want. So then the question becomes, do I have the time to build? And that becomes the bigger question is the kind of time that they have, the flexibility with that, and then is it better to buy something existing and just update it or, you know, modify it to fit their needs. Um, yeah. But because there's stress that, involved. You, you you mentioned the building, the time involved. Some of these big homes, it's, it's a year build job or longer. I mean, I've literally seen, you know, marriages torn apart over building, you know, the dream houses because there's a lot of stress involved and, and the finances, right? I mean, I'm talking to one client right now and, you know, the, the builder gave a proposal and it was about 35% higher than their budget allowed, which the builder knew. So like there's a lot of stress involved with building. Oh my gosh, there is. And you know, that is very common with the build the suit uh, arena, which is very prevalent in the luxury market overall across the country. Um, but yeah, it is typical, typical for the cost to be, over anywhere from I'm going to say about seven to twelve dollars a foot would be very normal to be over budget. So that's just oh, kind of yeah. food for thought. <laughs> All yep. of a sudden, that little slight change, maybe just one light fixture here or there, and you know, I'm just going to upgrade this tile uh, just a smidge. That's really only going to take me up ten dollars a foot. But when you're adding on ten dollars a foot here, and you're adding on twenty thousand and you know, or 50000 to your lighting budget, or pretty soon you're getting into a whole different uh, ballgame oh, yeah. on the building. Yeah, for, for sure. No, I, so, I would completely, completely agree. Um, okay, and by so, the way, Michael, um, that, that's an interesting yes. thought, too, for our agents who are newer in the business, or not newer in the business, but newer in the luxury uh, arena, you know, working and getting to get out and interview builders and go and see some things that are out there in your market that maybe you haven't sold a lot of and learn what brings the value to those homes. Why are they putting in the kind of stone they're doing? What does that look like? What are those benefits? That's how you really learn the business, uh, especially with new construction, on the details. Yeah. You know, you, you, I couldn't agree with you more. I, I, I say at the trainings when I'm speaking, grow your knowledge 
and your confidence will grow. So the more you know, know if you're building, if you're if you're interviewing builders, you're going through their developments. If you're touring some of these these amazing properties, but you haven't, you don't have the portfolio yourself, but you're learning, and you're, you're not just about the custom and the materials, but your confidence will begin to grow because you realize at the end of the day, it's bricks and mortar and still a home, right? I mean, right. So, and, great, great imp- you know, and it literally becomes those the ability to have the language of the amenities and to be able to speak to those and know the differences. What is the difference in a Category 5 granite versus a Category 8? And why certain types of marbles in the kitchen versus bathrooms? Why? Yeah. It, there are so many differences that actually affect the value of the property. It's not just the fact that it's a stone. Yep, yep. Are you listening, Michael? No, no, I can hear you just fine. Okay. So, so you're absolutely right. So, understanding that, and that's a good note, by the way, for all of those that are our listing agents out there that have properties you represent is you got to tell the story of the home. And we talk about lifestyle marketing a lot, Leslie, but you got to tell the story of the home, but for the left brain analytical buyers, they want to know the style of the stone, the flooring, you know, we call those the special feature sheets, the, the informational sheets, because, you know, you have the pretty brochures for the right brain people, but then you have the, the special features and the analytics and, and the description, the room by room of the stone, the materials, you know, the, the construction, uh, that's really important for, for a segment of buyers. Now, uh, now I'm, I'm a big believer that if you have terrible photos, you have terrible descriptions, the details won't even be read because you got to position the home effectively to get eyeball traffic. And once they like what they see, then they want more of the details. But you, those of you that are listening that, that are representing some cool properties and unique luxury homes, you need to do a good enough job of representation of telling the story and highlighting these unique features in some of the the marketing material that that you have because you might have that busybody agent or that busybody buyer that you know they they just they're seeing 6 to 8 properties and maybe the other agents do an amazing job and you're you don't that could be the difference of them picking the others versus yours or you know, more likely than not, the other agents don't do a good job of articulating and documenting and, and putting together some great special features. And you do, that might push, push, push your listing over the edge and the buyer picks yours. That's exactly right. But I think your key word there was positioning. So you're marketing the property, but you also have to position it correctly. And, yeah. and I believe that even positioning yourself correctly. So many times when you're able to communicate the details in a home, especially those features that add value, you're educating the client and in turn positioning yourself as the luxury expert. And that is so important. And for instance, one of my biggest pet peeves is when I see something that says granite. Well, of course, and in that luxury basis point, you expect it. So what kind is it? Right. Um, right. Don't state the obvious. State the things that make it more unique, and it changes the whole feel right off the bat. And those are easy, very easy changes. 
very. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. And yeah, the photography. Uh, you're absolutely right. And this is about what are all of your markets, right? If I'm not from that market, what do I want to know? So let's say I'm in Atlanta. If I'm in Atlanta, which markets am I attracting, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm attracting Chicago. I'm attracting the Carolinas. I'm attracting New York. I'm attracting Florida. I'm attracting Texas. I'm attracting the West Coast, mm-hmm. right, to a certain degree. And so what do you think those people want to know about this property in Atlanta? Yep. Because they're going to be looking for hints, right? They're going to be looking for trigger words that help them understand the area, meaning location, 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 and why it should be important to them. Not just that there's granite, they expect that. No. So location of the house, location of amenities, location of, of lifestyle activities, schools, you know, all, all the various reasons. I, I you know, you, you know the old adage, don't assume anything. Uh, right. But, but, but I do presume that the buyer's agent hasn't done their homework. I do presume that a buyer's agent is lazy by nature. And so I am doing all the, the legwork. I'm going to be giving the buyer's agent all the information on a silver platter ahead of time before the showing. And then, of course, I'm also going to be bringing it to the showing for them, make them look good, make them look like a rock star in front of their age, in front of their clients. But on the same token, human beings are lazy by nature and agents are busy. And so many times we have to, marketing agents, listing agents, we have to do the job of the buyer's agent because I presume that they haven't done their due diligence. They don't know the, the special features. They don't know information on the location. So I have to tee it up for them ahead of time, make their life easier, and I also bring it to, a, to, to the, the actual showing in case they didn't share it with their clients. Right, to be able to give them the details. And, and so yeah. I'm going to say, though, we love those buyers specialists because we need them to bring those buyers. And oh, say, absolutely. We want to tee it up, make it easy for them to choose your home over there, help them look like the experts so that they can do a better job. But I agree. I yes. think the more descriptive you can be, people start the process online. So we want to attract that client immediately online by speaking to things that if you yeah. aren't from that town, what would you want to know, right? Yeah. How close is it to certain things? Uh, and not only that, then maybe you say, let's say you're in Santa Fe, New Mexico, which mm-hmm. that's a market where it's predominantly second and third home, luxury homes, Um by people, Texans and Californians make up 50% of the real estate sales there, and none of those are prime. I can't say none. The majority are not primary residences. Sure. But they're all in the very much a luxury basis point. I, I'm not sure that there's much luxury there under a million. So, I mean, it literally is, uh, I want to say the average is just under 800000 just as an average basis point. So, at the second or third home property, who I know who I'm attracting, so what yeah. are they going to want to know? So, what are the triggers in that community that I want to mention? I don't need to mention granted. I know, I'm assuming 
in a luxury basis point that's there, which is always dangerous to assume. But I am, even as a consumer. What I want to know is, how close am I to the plaza, which drives the value? How close yeah. am I to Canyon Road, which are where all the world-famous artists, their galleries are? Those things drive the value. So what's my proximity if I'm walking, if I'm driving, how far is hiking? It's the lifestyle and the interest that build the value. We need to address those. I, I see us not doing that as often, in my opinion, as we should. Yeah. Well, you hit the nail on the head on a couple of things, which we could talk an entire different podcast on. You talked about doing the research on, I use the term migration patterns, who's coming to the area, where are they coming from? And then, you know, figuring out that. And then of course you can target relocation companies, agents, various things through Facebook. You can create ads in those areas, targeting incoming, you know, uh, relocation. That was one thing. I wanted to, you know, touch upon that you brought up. The second thing you talked about a little bit is it's not just, you know, those, those, those migration patterns, but also like the positioning and knowing, you know, those key triggers on what they're looking for. So really, really good points. Now, you and I could talk for hours, which I love. Yes, we could. You know, I, always, <laughs> I always tell folks on the podcast, we try to keep it to about a half hour. I know some podcasts go an hour, you know, but we try to keep it to 30 minutes. Now, Leslie, you've, you've provided some amazing information. If somebody wants more information on, on KW Luxury um, International or, or you know, maybe contact you or, or what, what have you, what's the best way for them to find more information about Keller Williams Luxury International? You bet. And thank you for that, Michael. And, and you know, I always like to say, you know, Keller Williams Realty is the largest real estate company right now. And Keller Williams Luxury International is the boutique of Keller Williams. And that is a question I get a lot. It's kind of like, what is your luxury division? And, and that's where I like to describe it. I've got 2,100 members that have qualified to have this dual brand. So they, they're branded within their traditional business and a luxury business. I always, always get that question. But the best way to find out more is just reach out to me directly. It's Leslie, okay. L-E-S-L-I dot acres, A-K-E-R-S, at kw.com, or luxury at kw.com. And my direct line is 512-439-8847. Awesome. So, Leslie, L-E-S-L-I dot acres, A-K-E-R-S, at kw.com, direct line 512-439-8847, and uh, the the website one more time? Uh, Or you could also email us at luxury at kw.com. Luxury at kw.com. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time. I know, especially being on the road, it's difficult, but thanks for blocking off uh, some, some valuable time. It was, it was great. And uh, again, if you guys want to download this episode or a, a previous episode, again, you could go to iTunes or Stitcher, or go to luxurylistingpodcast.com. If you feel like somebody else would be a great interview on this podcast and you want, or you had a question, please submit those questions or nominate someone to Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com, Michael at MarketingLuxuryGroup.com. Again, thanks for another great episode of Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast. My name is Michael Lofito. 
continue to prove them wrong. Take care. Thank you.